0: Chapter 29. I placed both hands on the tree and closed my eyes. Maybe I could pray them back. Maybe I could pray myself there. Henry came to rescue me and then left. I looked at the clear blue sky. I sang your name, Yeshua. You said to watch what you would do. A normal sized eagle flew across the horizon. Is that a sign? I yelled to the sky. A symbol of me as a feather? Stuck? Powerless? I'm sorry, Carper's voice said. I moved my head back down and examined the bark that my hand still pressed against. No light. Sorry, Dad. I tried. I turned to Carper, his expression softened, and he sighed. Was it just my imagination, or did Carper feel sympathetic? They're all gone, Carper's voice broke. It's all my fault. I leaned against the tree and folded my arms. Don't be so dramatic. Carper's shoulder drooped. Your boy, your friend, thank you very much. He told me right before he ran off to save you that the Lasaris carried Jimmy in a cot around the wall. Jimmy wanted to march with them. He died during the march. The world slowed down to smash my heart. He couldn't be. He had to be okay. Peril? Carper came back into focus. Will you forgive me? He asked. Carper, the man who'd killed Jimmy, made mom his concubine, broke my family, hurt me and many, many more, asked for my forgiveness. I thought I could forgive him. I'd said it so easily before. I can't. I can't. My teeth gritted. You killed him. Tears sprung to my eyes at the image. The Lasaris supported Jimmy through his last breath. After so many years as a prisoner, he was finally free. I understand. He squatted and put his fingers together, deep in thought. I watched the Lasaris walk closer. It didn't matter. Henry was gone. Jimmy, dead. After a long and uncomfortable pause, Carper spoke. I told your friend. His name is Henry. Okay, Carper said. I told Henry that there may be a way to save Jimmy. My eyes flew up to his. Don't mock. A tear fell then, quickly, as if taking off before more followed. I'm not mocking, Peril. That's why Henry ran after you. In one room in the mansion, there's an opening to a dark hole that can take you to the other world. Usually the door is locked, but one time it wasn't. Is that the time you came to find me and ruined my life? I couldn't hope again, or handle more dying dreams, even if Carper spoke in a gentle tone. Carper's throat bobbed up and down. Yes. I shook my head and smeared my tears away. Leave me alone, Carper. Taken enough. Let me finish. I tugged at my necklace. Had I not left the door because Carper needed a friend? The door opened because of your mom. His eyes searched mine. Her necklace brought me to you. I shook my head. Elihu must have done it. Mom doesn't have that kind of power. I think we can get you home, Peril. Maybe we could, but the necklace wouldn't fit the lock. Why help me? Because it's where you belong, and we'll bring Jimmy with us." I grimaced. Bring his body? Don't you think he deserves to be buried here? Why drag him somewhere he doesn't belong? Because his old body waits for him on Earth. I gasped. You don't think he'd be alive again? I do think so. How? That's the way it's always worked. When we leave one universe, our bodies are left behind until we return. And that's the way we'll find your mom. But my mom wasn't in Green Meadow. She's in another part of Earth, Carper said. That's where Rose is headed. I'll lead you to her. We'll get your mom back and your boyfriends. Please don't start that again. I meant your friends who are boys. He put his hands up. I won't judge. I'll go with you, but I won't need the necklace. Why not? Whenever I worship Elohim, he makes things happen. So we need to sing? We need to worship by doing what he has given us gifts to do. What's your gift, Carper? He crinkled his nose. I don't know, I guess inventing things. Okay then, maybe you can worship with your inventions instead of killing. But if we are to worship with our gifts before Moon City is gone, we better get on it. Only one day left. The Lasaris came trickling into the camp. "'Some eyed us and the new tree in suspicion. "'Aren't you peril?' one boy asked. Three other kids stood behind him with wide eyes. "'Uh, yeah? "'Where'd the tree come from? "'Is it true that you can really fly?' "'Uh, I never babysat. "'What do you say to kids? "'Isn't it best to tell them the truth? "'I would have liked to have known the truth "'about myself as a kid. "'At least I could have spent my life "'wondering about my birth parents.' Leave her alone now, Carper shooed them with his hand. Okay, don't answer the children. That's one way. Who are you? the boy asked Carper. Did you plant this tree? A large hand rested on the boy's shoulder. The boy looked up at Shia. His eyes bulged and he ran off, his friends in tow. Do you always scare kids away? I smiled. Shia's face was grim. My smile faded. Both of you, come with me, Shia said. Carper and I glanced at each other and followed Shia to his tent. Shia bent his back so that his head didn't hit the top and pointed to two mats nearby. Have a seat. Carper sat with a groan. I lowered myself carefully to avoid pressing on my sore ribs and tailbone. Shia sighed as he plopped on the mat. He grabbed a cloth and wiped sweat from his neck, face, and beard. Picking up three wooden cups nearby, he poured water for each of us from a wooden pitcher. I looked for a symbol or signature that marked it as Sam's work, but found nothing. I saw Henry without paro, Shea said. Bahar and Sam left with him. Intricately designed rugs covered the ground. I studied the red and blue pattern. Where'd they go? She asked. He didn't ask about the tree. There could be money growing from the branches, yet it seemed he wouldn't ask. Did you see the tree out there? Carver asked. Shea took a drink of water, never pulling his brown gaze from Carper. He held it in his hands and waited. They're inside the tree. Carper sipped from his cup with his pinky out, as if he were having tea with the queen. Two men, city guards took them instead of me. It was Sam's idea. Elohim grew it. Shea looked at me. I stared back but didn't try to speak. I didn't want to cry or have another necklace stomping fit— and Carper didn't seem to mind doing all the talking. Yes, Carper said. Was Sam's gift of growing? And Elohim changed you? Shia asked Carper as he patted his heart. Tears sprung to Carper's eyes. I see. Shia looked at me again. What did he see in my eyes? Unforgiveness? Pain? I met with Yeshua himself, yet I still squeezed bitterness with a closed hand. That's how it felt inside, like a hand pulsed a large lump of Play-Doh underneath my rib. I didn't want to let go. Shea looked to the ceiling and nodded his head as if I'd read him my diary. What's your plan? From my peripheral vision, Carper waited for me to talk. My ears burned. Tell him, Pero, Carper said. I sighed. Carper and I will take Jimmy to a room in Carper's mansion that could lead us home. Jimmy will live because his body is in the Younger Universe. Another breath. I will be home with my dad. And Carper will establish himself as King of the Losaris. You forgot the most important part, Carper said. We're not going to Green Meadow. They're in China. I sneered. I don't believe you. It's the place I made the Lee plants. Everything is made in China, I said. Carper picked at his nails. If you watched the news at all, you would have already known him telling the truth. If you hadn't taken my mom, I wouldn't have been sheltered and could have watched the news. I didn't dare look at Shia. His calm face would surely tell me to relax. We'll find Paro's mom and friends, Carper said. It'll work out. You don't know that. Yes, I do, Carper said. a great power will be at work. I pulled the necklace off and held the pendant. The feather dangled by one piece of wood. Only a minor break and it'd be ruined. This necklace is a joke. I have no power with it. I'm nobody special. I snapped it in half. Still want me to tack along? Carper shook his head. Not that power, stupid. I jerked to my head in surprise. You should be nicer now, Calvin. And you should forgive me now. Carper stared at me. Paro? I swallowed. An immature, murderous man compared me to him. I need time. So do I. We entered a staring contest. Carper blinked first. Ha! I won! Yet it didn't feel so good. Maybe you shouldn't go with me if you can't trust me, Carper said. I do trust you, at least at the moment. I just don't know if I like you yet. Carper chuckled. I don't know if I like you yet either. You'll both leave tomorrow morning. Shia stood, ducked his head, and took giant steps for the door. My head spun toward him. What? Shia, with all due respect, we need to leave now, Carper said, before the walls fall. Shia looked back and forth between us. If Elohim provides an open door, there's time. Right now, you need food and rest and a good scrub. He turned on his heel and ducked out of the tent you leave tomorrow. I folded my arms and sniffed my armpit. Yep, I needed a bath badly. Carper rubbed his temple. We had to leave. Henry, Mom, and Sam were stuck with Mr. Rose and no one to help. Was Shea really that wise? We won't make it on time if we don't go, I said. Carper fixated his gaze on the rug. I stood and left him alone.